Well, hello everyone. Today I've had the sudden urge to do things, um, which I have not had in about three weeks. I've had no sense of productiveness. Three weeks. I've really just been a vegetable. So today I've decided to try and get stuff done, which is why this is the third podcast episode that I am recording. So if my voice sounds um, like maybe I'm dying, it's probably because my voice is dying. Um, Because the first podcast episode I've done that I'm not going to say what it was because I don't know if it's out or not yet took me about four tries to record which is great uh but no I hope you're all doing brilliantly well um whatever day week month it is I hope you're doing great and if you're not then things are going to get better soon I promise you welcome back to another episode of the bright side news we're going back to the older the regular format um and I'm just gonna be chatting to oh did I just say chatting? I'm not going to be chatting. I'm going to be chatting with a ch chat about all the good things that are going on in the world at the moment. So grab a cup of tea, maybe a biscuit or two or three or even a whole packet. I won't judge. I had a whole packet of digestives the other day. So your secret is safe with me. Anyway, let's get into the podcast. Okay, so the first story I have got for you, uh, quite a short one, but quite an interesting one, actually. So Google Maps, I'm sure we all use it. I use it to navigate Cardiff city centre when I have to drive through it. And I'm, it's hor- it's an awful experience. And if I didn't have Google Maps, I don't know what I would do. But they are now um, adding COVID-19 travel alerts uh, with social distancing kind of mandates and crowd level information onto Google Maps, uh, which is pretty, it's such a kind of simple idea, but also like a really good one. <laughs> I like, it kind of makes me think like, why, why has this not been done sooner? Um, but basically I'm just going to read to you what I can see in front of me. So with scientists and public health advisors warning, uh, that there could be a second wave or a second spike, um, Google Maps latest update includes information on public health in your area. So obviously it can be difficult to know um, if you're following... Well, I, I guess this isn't really so much the case in the UK, or it could be between Wales and England, but in places like America or Europe, um, what their kind of social distancing rules are, what their face mask rules are, etc., etc. Um, okay, yeah, so... The new alerts feature mandates on social distancing and mask wearing and also include things like average passenger counts. Oh, that's really cool. And the greatest hours of crowdedness on trains and buses. So it's powered by millions and millions of contributors from past um, transit passengers. And the new predictions can help people see how crowded a particular bus or train, etc. can be at a certain time of day. So they said, Google said in a press release that this function should be ideal for essential workers. It's such a brilliant idea, actually. Um, again, such a simple one, but I feel like this should be a thing on kind of all mapping services because you get it for traffic and stuff like that. So they could just add a little bit more detail and people would feel very informed. So the next story is 20 wolf cubs um, born in zoos have successfully integrated into wild packs to be raised as their own crazy let's read more about this i love wolves i used to be obsessed with wolves um and but at the same time they terrified me and they were in like all my nightmares it was a very weird time for me um anyway so the species was the mexican wolf and 
So 20 wolf pups that were born in captivity were successfully integrated into wild packs across the southwest of the USA. So captive breeding programs in zoos and wolf centers in Missouri, which is in Kansas. Oh, no, it's not in Kansas. In Missouri, Kansas, California and Arizona provided the 20 pups from seven different litters, which were in turn placed in seven wild packs in Arizona and New Mexico. And it was managed by the Arizona Game and Fish Department and they had a lot of support from the US Fish and Wildlife Service. This is really incredible. This is um, a great kind of conservation success story. Um, And wolves are great, but they're scary, but they're great. Okay, moving on. Let me just... Again, I haven't pre-planned this so I'm literally finding the stories right now as I talk um I'm so organized no joking I um I am actually like a super organized person which is when it comes to making podcasts and stuff I just want to start talking um and getting you guys the good news so I don't plan which I probably should okay okay after getting laid off let me just let me just read this Okay, so Michelle Brenner worked at a men's... I don't understand. We're not going to do that story because I don't understand it. Sorry. Um, I would edit that part out so you guys aren't aware that I have one brain cell. Uh, But I probably won't edit it out because, let's be honest, um, I can't be bothered. So there you go. I have one brain cell. Okay, so the world's biggest liquid air battery, which is known as the Climate Emission Killer is currently being built in England. Bloody hell. So, just looking at the picture, it looks like it's gonna be a pretty big battery. Um, No shit. Okay, so obviously one of the biggest challenges with kind of widespread implementation of renewable energy um, is storage. But in England now, a new company is developing the the world's first liquid air battery storage facility for renewable energy and the zero emission concept cost half as much to produce as lithium ion batteries which i think i think don't hold me to that are just like the normal everyday type of batteries so it can power or it will power two hundred thousand homes for a whole day oh oh for a whole day and store renewable energy for weeks on end and hopefully it will open in 2022 and it says a lot about the technology here, which I don't really understand, so I'm not going to pretend to understand it. Um, but basically, it's just going to be a great source of green and renewable energy. Uh, it has zero emissions output, and the manufacturing cost is 50% lower than average. So that is brilliant. Love a bit of renewable energy news. I feel like the world is coming uh, so far in terms of renewable energy, which is obviously super important. Uh, I don't know what that accent was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please keep listening. I won't do it again. I promise. Um, I kind of feel really um, like I've had five coffees, but I actually haven't had a coffee yet this morning, so I don't know what's going on with that. Don't know. Maybe I'm having, like, caffeine withdrawal symptoms. Hmm. Oh, so apparently COVID-19 lockdown is bringing fathers closer to their kids. Um... So 40% of those surveyed has said they felt closer to their kids and kids have said they felt closer to their fathers. That's pretty damn cool. 
Um, I definitely feel closer to my dad, but that's because I've moved back home. So there have been some challenges and some struggles, but overall, I, I, yeah, I would say we've, we've gotten closer. Oh, my throat is killing me. I'm so sorry, you guys, if I sound like I've swallowed, um, a bag of gravel. That's what it feels like for me. Oh, so a group in Hawaii have set the record for the largest haul of plastic removed from the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. I'm just going to take a sip of water, apologies. So the group was called Ocean Voyages Institute, and this week they made history. So they returned to the port of Honolulu on Tuesday after successfully removing 103 tonnes of fishing nets and plastics from the garbage patch in the Great Pacific. So it's more than doubled its own record-setting results. Um, let's see. Not a lot more on that, um, but that is great news. It's really sad that the fucking... I need to start swearing, I'm sorry, I have such a potty mouth. Um, it's really sad that the garbage patch even exists. Is this still recording? Yes. Um... But it's good, it's so good that we're, we're doing these kind of things to help. Okay, I'm going to pause you guys for a second and actually um, go and make myself a lamb sip because I think I need one. All right, so I think this is going to be the last good news story for today. Uh, but before I get into it, I just want to apologise. I haven't been very consistent recently. I've had a lot going on in my life just in terms of work kind of exploding um my personal life as well I'm looking well I am moving um in two months now a month and a half I'm moving in with my boyfriend we are renting a flat together in Cardiff Bay so we've been kind of sorting all that out the past few weeks which has been quite stressful um fun really fun and exciting but it hasn't really left me with a lot of spare time um but I'm actually I've been recording that all as I've been going along so I can at the end when I've moved in do a podcast about what it was like moving during a pandemic um so that will be out well no it won't be out for another two months until I actually move in but we paid the deposit and everything you don't care you don't care you're here to hear about good news so this story um I read this and I was like huh because the title is the quantum realm's fifth state of matter has been observed for the first time i thought the quantum realm forgive me again for having potentially less than one brain cell now maybe it's like half a quarter um i thought the quantum realm was something that just existed in avengers and how ant-man kind of figured out how to save the universe in end game not something that was real so i thought that we would read a little bit about this I probably am going to do a shit job of explaining it because um I actually am really bad at science in case you didn't know that it's not my strong point so scientists have observed the fifth state of matter in space for the first time using ultra cold atoms which offer an unprecedented opportunity to unlock the mysteries of the quantum universe what the quantum universe is real. Do I sound really stupid right now? I just genuinely thought that's how they time travelled in Endgame to um, get back the stones and fuck Thanos over. Sorry, I swore... Oh, I need a swear jar. Someone get me a swear jar. I promise I'll use it. I don't understand. I don't understand this story. Do you know what? I really don't. Um, What? 
Quantum mechanics refers to the branch of physics that focuses on the behaviours of atoms and subatomic particles. Huh? I don't know. Why did I even think I could tell you guys about this good news story? Okay, hang on. Okay, okay, okay. So the colder the atoms are, apparently the slower they move so that we can, obviously that makes them way easier to study. So ultra-cold atom facility... No! Ah! My computer just flipping turned off. I was about to be able to explain that to you. Now you'll never know. There's nothing like leaving it on a cliffhanger. Um, if you want to know more about that story, go and research it yourself because I can't tell you any more about it. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'm going to be more regular again with these podcasts. I'm really sorry it's been so irregular. You guys probably didn't even notice that it's been so irregular. <laughs> um, but it has been and I'm sorry. And I'm getting back into the swing of things. Like I say, I've just recorded three episodes in one day my throat is killing me but I love you all lots um I really appreciate the help the help the support oh what is wrong with me I'm losing my mind I'm gonna go thank you for the support basically bye ciao see you next time